What would you do if you had to figure out how to photograph something in deep space that nobody knows is really there? This question and more get answered on Teamistry, the new podcast from Atlassian. Hosted by filmmaker Gabriella Cowperthwaite, Teamistry looks past the front page headlines and into the untold stories of teams behind groundbreaking moments. Each episode examines how the extraordinary chemistry of these teams made the impossible possible. Download Teamistry for free wherever you listen to podcasts and learn more at Atlassian.com. Hello, I'm Danielle Radojcin. Welcome to My Big Idea, the podcast from ASOS where each week we speak to a young woman who has set up her own business. Today I'm with Thais Mendes, a Brazilian stylist and journalist based in London. Thais is the brains behind Squad Agency, the first collective of street casting and digital influencers in Brazil. It's become so successful so quickly, it doesn't even have a website yet. So just how does she manage to run a Brazilian-based business from London, and what is it that makes her agency such a hit? Have a listen to her big idea. Hello, Thais. Hello. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Very well, thank you. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Um, we're here to talk about your business, which My is called business. Squad Agency. Yes. Do you want to tell us a bit about what it is? Yes. Well, Squad is it's a street casting agency based in Brazil. And I manage it from London. And we work with young people. And we find them um, creative young people that are very much themselves, very much they are different from from whatever you can find in model agencies. And then we find them for brands, you know, that fashion brands and advertising. We cast them for campaigns. For We do a lot of uh, social media um, activations and campaigns as well. So so yeah. the company's based in Sao Paulo. Yes. Um, and you, But you kind of work on it from London, where you've lived yeah. for the past 12 years. 13. 13 years. <laughs> wow. Yeah, long time. Impressive. Yeah. Um, so it's a modeling agency, but it's yeah. kind of a non-traditional model, modeling agency. So yeah. why did you think there was a niche or a gap in the market for that kind of thing in Brazil? Because modeling is so massive out there. I mean, if you yeah. think of people like Giselle, it's such a huge, like she's the biggest celebrity out exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. Really. Mods. So that's the thing. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still struggling to call it a modeling agency because it's not supposed to be about them these kids being models they are they're supposed to be themselves with you know creative people with good looks and good style but also doing other things other than mod modeling is just one of the things they do so then um what the difference is between the model agencies is that we don't intervene with their looks the the, the slogan of the agency literally is come as you are so it's not like they don't come and you say can you lose some weight or can you yes, dye your hair no way <laughs> Like, no way. We never do that. We never ask them to change themselves for a client. So a client comes in looking for people that are what they are, literally. And But we have this filter. So we, when we bring them in, obviously they, um, we know already that they photograph really well, that they're good in films, that they... How do you know that? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like... Um, I find them on Instagram, like everyone else doing casting these days. I find them um, online and on social media. And it's really interesting. This generation of kids, they because they do selfies, they take selfies all the time, they're very conscious of their looks. So they know 
what their best angles are. What they don't know probably is to be in a studio, behave in a studio with a professional photographer maybe, but it's just literally a matter of doing one shoot and they, they are professionals. And then, um, so then when, when we find them, um, I can tell from one or two pictures immediately because I, I, I work as a stylist like for the past eight years and uh, I've worked doing street casting quite a long, you know, quite a few years as well. And um, when I look at those pictures, I see there's something already interesting about them. And then I go to Brazil and then we arrange these casting days where they come and then we, took, we take a, a proper studio picture. So I think it'd be and, really useful at this point to kind of define what street casting is. I feel like it's something that's... Kind of- happened yeah. over the last few years with yeah. anti-agency in London. Yeah. Um, we had Lucy Green and Pandora Leonard, who are the founders of anti-agency, on this podcast uh, last year. Cool. Um, so how do you define it? Well, it's literally people that had... Uh, it's really hard to say these days, isn't it? Because a, a lot of... In London, is different. When you go and do street casting, most people have done some sort of modelling already, but they don't define themselves as models. In Brazil, it's a different scenario completely because these people have never done anything before in terms of uh, yeah posing for pictures professionally so it literally is finding people that are doing other things and then are willing to do some modeling and what kind of brands are looking for those types of so it's brands who are looking for faces that aren't Real traditional people. models but they yeah. maybe have um another job like they might be a dj already or something but do you think it's more about these brands wanting to tap into those those models social media followings yes um or is it because they sure yeah definitely but they also i think they want to they want to cast real people as well with real personalities they will Mm. use the products for real you know like instead of just getting a model and then dressing up that model to be, let's say, a skater or a DJ or, you know, they're not actors. They are that kind of people. They are a DJ, a model, or sorry, a um, skater, a surfer, a uh, singer, uh, you know, an artist, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So I think, but also they want to show, the brands want to show a bit of credibility as well in terms of with their public, you know, and they want to say, listen, we're selling this and it's genuine. We're not you know, like pushing a product that telling you what to do. These people wear this or they buy this and they are genuine. So so what's interesting, I suppose, is if you're not looking for traditional beauty in the sense of like a traditional model, you might say has um, is tall, um, fits within certain measurement requirements. Um, what are you, how do you define then? Yeah. What, what, who's the kind of person, what are your parameters for what you're looking for? Right. How do you decide what's a good person so, and not? In terms of in Brazil, the thing is, um, so I had all these girls in, in model agencies. You have like a very European sort of beauty available for clients to pick, and what I was looking at was something to go against that in a way. In terms of, um, let's say, in Brazil, a lot of women wanted to. St- have their hair straight they have the, they have plastic surgery they have you know so i wanted to find these girls that were not doing that they were going against that grade they were doing let's say um 
they have they're wearing their hair natural they're not doing plastics or they are not working out like mad so they were very much what they are and um amazingly it was really difficult to find because the standard now is to have plastic surgery to have your hair straightened to have botox and you know all this kind of stuff and um so do you think what you're doing is kind of a statement against all that a statement against like the mario testino perfection of um photo shoots with models like alessandra ambrosio and yeah is it a a reaction against that do you think yeah no definitely well it's definitely a reaction against that but also i i think there's a space for both i mean you know i'm definitely not saying that Giselle and Alessandro Rosa, they're not amazingly beautiful because they are and they sell, but their public is different. What I'm looking at now, it's the, the younger generation that I want to show these kids that it's possible to be yourself and to look beautiful and still uh, be inspired by that and not having to struggle so much to achieve this impossible beauty ideal because, you know, and do you think that it's there are not many Giselles? <laughs> do you think there's longevity in this street casting? Do you think it's a trend, or do you think that there's longevity in this? I, I'm sure there is. It, it, you know, it's it's just well in Brazil, it's really really new, and this year we boomed. Like we have, we've been working with lots of brands. There's what some, kind of brands have you been working with? So we worked with Dove, we worked with Adidas, we worked with. Pop Magazine, ID, Converse. Wow. Um, so I, I think what would be good as well now is to talk a bit about how you got started. Oh, so you right. were in London working as a stylist. You've done yeah. some journalism as well. Yeah, yeah. How did your, how did um, Squad Agency come about? So, uh, so it started last year when I was traveling to Brazil quite often to work for Adidas Originals. I was shooting some of the campaigns there uh, with their collaboration with Farm, which is a Brazilian brand. And whenever I went there, I... When I was, you know, wanted to do casting, I didn't have time to find do street casting, so I had to go to model agencies, and the options available were not like in London. You know, like you have a very diverse sort of beauty here. You have all kinds of, you know, girls, and so then I started looking on Instagram, and then um, and separating, like just archiving all of these pictures and saying, well, no one is looking at these girls. No one is looking. Why are they not? They None of these girls had done anything. So I was like, I asked myself, would it be nice to go to Brazil and go to an agency, like have a pit stop where I could just have all this, you know, these girls available to to do shoots for myself, really. <laughs> and then, I, so then I um, approached my, uh, the executive producer who was doing the campaign for me. And I basically the most connected person I know in Brazil. <laughs> and I thought, what do you think of starting an agency? And was that like, Patricia? Patricia, yeah. Patricia Vincent is my business partner. And she was like, no way. <laughs> this is mad. Uh, you know, model agencies are just... And I said to her, they're trouble. And, they said, and I said to her, no, this one is different. It's not a model agency. This is a, a project, really. It's where we get a bunch of kids together and they're all different. We're not going to force them to go into modeling. They're just going to model on their spare time and um, and we can do projects with them, creative stuff. I was looking for a, a channel where I could do a lot of creative projects as well. And then in my head, I thought it was something really easy to do. You know, it's just like something I could do on the side. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, definitely wasn't. But um, so, so when yeah. was when was this? 
That was November last year. So, so this has all ago. happened incredibly quickly. Yes. In fact, so quickly that you haven't even launched your website yet. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm ashamed to say that, yes. But this yeah. is also quite interesting because you don't have a website, but you do have a huge following on Instagram. Yes. Um, you have something like 40,000 followers, which is yeah. quite a lot for a brand that has been alive for only just over a year or yeah. under a year under a year under a year yeah yeah we start yeah because we, we officially started in january so it's about right so you managed months. to persuade patricia yes to go I into did. business with you and she's based in sao paulo so she she's is. like your eyes and ears over there uh, she she's my base yes definitely but what, what patricia's a very very busy person she so she works with a lot of big brands and i thought that this could be a really nice uh entryway into the business because I'm not there so I was not connected to all these people so I thought it would come from her so then um so then what, what we did was I, I got about 40 kids invited them over to the studio she she has a studio there and then I was like come over we're gonna talk and we're gonna take some pictures when and you say what... kids you mean people you thought would be great for to be for these to type be part of, of the casting yeah right most some of them were not from Sao Paulo so I invited them from different states of Brazil thinking that I could book them for jobs in their own states, which is also very mad, but I thought it was possible. And then, um, so then they they went over there, but no one knew what was going to happen, really. So we just took pictures and decided to post them on Instagram. And the idea was to prove to future clients that they were good to sell a product, in to be in a studio, and they were as good as a model, like a professional model, let's say that. And... And the funny story is when we started and then there was a story on Vice about us. It was the first one that came out saying like... Uh, yes, I read it. I, yeah. I read it with Google Translate. I don't speak <laughs> yeah, Portuguese, but... <laughs> I don't know what, what was that like, but they basically said that the new, this new agency is going to change the face of fashion and because we broke the beauty standards of the time. And the backlash was that people said... This is not true. They are all white, skinny and tall. And I was like, oh, how interesting, because I know they're not, but they look at the pictures and they think they pass as a model, like a professional looking whatever model. And in real life, they are what five foot one, five foot five. I don't know, like they have bigger hips, boobs, or they have, you know, like all kinds of normal characteristics but people looked at the pictures and they, and they were not retouched i want to say this the pictures were not retouched they were just good light <laughs> good poses good photographer and people thought it was they were like real models and that was a backlash in the beginning because i had to prove myself that we were not about this so how did you do that then we started casting even more like more more and more interesting people with you know, like girls, they are very much themselves. In the Do you represent of, trans models as well? Trans models, you know, plus sizes, girls that don't shave. What about age? They, How, what's the oldest? The model? oldest, uh, oh, I have to think now. Uh, the oldest about 30. It's because, yeah, that's the, the, the age thing. There's is a new barrier for you yeah, to break down. Be. It's just because squad, is, it's about youth culture. And yeah. I wanted to inspire this whole generation of people. You know, like I'm not just looking at the people at the top. I'm looking at the people that are coming after them. And, um, and older people tend to be 
well, especially in Brazil, they're still a little bit, you know, like they're not rebels anymore. They don't have that sense of freshness where you can dominate the world. You know, these kids, when they come to squad, they're like, I don't care about anything. You know, I love myself and I'm going to work with the biggest and I'm going to, you know, be the best. Or You know, they, are, they have amazing um, ideals still. Mm. They haven't been tainted by the industry. You know, they haven't been exposed to all the barriers yet. And I want Squad to keep feeding off of it, off of it. You know, in a sense. So of, tell me about how you landed your first brand. Uh, right. So the first one was Adidas. I was working with them already, and so that was the first uh, job. Was beginning of the year. Immediately right after I started, they were like, "Okay, cool. You have that. Let's do a campaign." And we launched the um, shoes. Their their new campaign, Future which was, yeah, all about looking to the future. And they thought, they immediately thought Squad is the future. And, um, yeah, it worked really well. And then right after, Dove came after us. And they were trying to modernize it. Because when you look at Dove, you always associate that with the campaigns with, uh, you know, normal women, but older women that ha- they wear those that white lingerie thing. And then they... Um, but they thought they were not connected to young people anymore. And young people, they, they are more about other things than just that, than just being normal. So they got some of the girls that had tattoos and dreadlocks and then they had shaved heads. And I think it was the first time that, that Dove used someone with tattoos. And um, yeah, and that was our f- second biggest campaign. So. And then from then on, all these brands were coming to us. Literally. Wow. So how do you and Patricia keep up with all this since you both have quite busy lives doing other stuff as well? Yes. So we have a small, still small team. Uh, my assistant, Bianca, uh, and my assistant, Gael, oversee the, you know, the day-to-day of... Is that in London or in, in Brazil? In Brazil, okay. yeah, in Sao Paulo. And how so. do you guys manage... Like, what are the practicalities of managing that kind of oh thing? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's very, very time-consuming. And Is yeah. it Skype or...? WhatsApp. WhatsApp. WhatsApp is everything. Instagram and WhatsApp is... You know, it's really funny. I use my phone as almost like a walkie-talkie, you know, like mm-hmm. when you just send audio voice messages, like, la, 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 all the time. And, <laughs> and people look at me here in London, they're like, I'm mad. I'm always like, oh, <laughs> like that. But that's how people speak there. And... Um, so the day-to-day, it's very intense. We work sometimes 16-hour days. And right now we're two hours ahead because the clocks went back. And But in general, it's four hours ahead. And I have my morning sort of free <laughs> where I try to have a normal life. But then from around 11 midday, it's full on until midnight most of the time. And um, it's a lot of... Um, but it's a lot of like a model agency. So it's, the clients come in, they via email, they request a casting, and then we send these kids to castings to be seen. Or we do, when when they're outside of, like, where they cannot attend the castings, we send videos and we send pictures and whatever material we have to them. And sometimes we get approved through the videos, and that's about it. And then it's basically email and WhatsApp all the time. And how does your company make money? So we get 20% on top of every single fee that they get. And, but that's, that's not the main bulk of money. Well, this is the day-to-day money. In, I'm not 
getting any richer yet <laughs> with this. But we offer consultancy as well. So and then so when a client comes in with a certain budget and they want to do a campaign, we can not only do the research, but do the costing as well. Let's say we don't have the people yet that they're looking for, but we find those people. And then we sort of do a creative direction as well. And that's where, that's the ideal job that we always want to bring in. So then I'm kind of getting the skills that I have and Patricia has and, and everyone else has, and then we can um, put that to use. Say. So then that's where Squad is going to. This is the direction we're going to, not just as a model agency, but also a consultancy. Mm-hmm. And um, more like a creative, a big creative hub. What about if somebody is wanting to become a model, mm-hmm. what advice do you have for them? Oh, <laughs> you know, that's the thing. When people come to me, you know, they, 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 they send messages to me all the time. I get loads. Well, say, how do like they a, send messages to you? Um via email now we have an email called casting at squad.agency <laughs> and uh and via direct messages on instagram so they want to be models and i always say to them if you want to be a model you're coming to the wrong agency because we're not going to turn into a model we're not going to manage your career n- not as a model you will be let's say you know danielle danielle come here she's she's here she's a journalist she looks great and she's great in pictures, but she also produces content and she's always doing all these other projects. And this is what we're going to motivate you to do. We're not going to say you're a model. You're going to survive solely on your image because that's not the point. So, when, but whenever people want to be part of squads, then I say you have to be, first of all, yourself. Second of all, um, have some sort of authenticity and be original and um, be creative is a great, great point as well. If you're not, then it's fine, obviously, but have other stuff going on. Have more to your life than just be a model and that's, that's you're almost in. <laughs> but also, yeah, obviously, you have to photograph well in a way and, and so, yes. And you've done a hell of a lot in the last year and oh, come gosh, quite yeah. far. What are your plans for the next, for next year? Mm, or the next year. five years even. Oh, God, five years. How I far are you thinking yeah. ahead? It's really hard to look that far ahead because when I started in, well, when I started looking at 2016 in November last year, I couldn't even imagine this was going to happen. I thought it would be something just, you know, like on the side, as, of that, as I said before. Um, so for next year, we want to turn a squad in, we want to take squad to the next level, which is, have the casting, have a smaller casting, people that have been doing a lot of jobs, but manage them a lot better than just giving them jobs and that's it. But also have squad network. So this would be a, a much bigger thing where lots of people can come in with their skills, with their looks, with whatever they have, and be part of the network where we, and then we offer the service to clients saying, we do all this consultancy and we have a massive database, whatever you're looking for in Brazil or even South America, we can provide. Um, and also create all these projects that we have to partnerships with brands. Let's say we have um, proposals to have parties, to have collaborations with brands, to have collections because some of the people from Squad are stylists, they are, you know, they work in fashion already. Um, 
even festivals, to do curation of exhibitions, to launch books, I don't know, like everything I can think of can be done with Squad, for Squad, and for people outside of Squad. So it's more like, as I said, a creative hub. And um, I don't know how many of this is going to happen, but... We'll and your website's launching in January, right? Oh, yes. So we will <laughs> the website. keep an eye out for that as well. Yes. Okay, well, thank you so much. Thank it's you. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. That was Tyus Mendes, co-founder of Squad Agency, talking about her big idea. Tune in next week to hear more big ideas and check out previous episodes on iTunes or your favourite podcast app. You should also check out the ASOS magazine podcast, These Four Walls. I'm Danielle Rodeutchen, and you've been listening to My Big Idea, a podcast from ASOS. Thanks for listening. Bye.